I had drank so much, I had ate so much. And I just remember thinking, this is not you. And this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be this person on a night out with my friends. I don't want to be here feeling so unhappy and so annoyed at myself. You know, when you're out and you're in a situation that you're not even enjoying it because I'm sitting there thinking about how much I dislike my body, how much I dislike what I'm doing. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Carl. Thank you for joining me today. And I'm very happy to have a new guest on the show. Her name's Therese. She's from Northern Ireland, but now lives in London. Therese, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. And I really appreciate you being here on the show. I think that we're going to have an amazing conversation today as we talk about your journey, because I know for you, the focus is all about the journey. It's not one destination. And I think over the years, especially in the last couple of years, you have really, really found a way that works for you in terms of improving your health, and living a life that you enjoy more. Yeah, 100%. You hit the nail on the head. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself first, Therese? Yeah, so in short, I'm from Ireland, Northern Ireland, and I live in London now. I work in a hotel and I am studying for my personal training and I also do social media content creation as well. And over the past year, year and a half, I went on a sustainable weight loss journey and I'm now... 55 pound down so that's me in a nutshell that's incredible congratulations it's a great achievement first of all and we were talking a little bit before hit and record today in that you know it's not just about hitting a certain weight it's much more than that and that's something I'm really looking forward to discussing with you today why don't you tell us a bit more about your journey until reaching that sustainable way for you of living that led to a healthier lifestyle You've suffered with with your weight and managing your weight for a number of years. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, since I can remember, I was always overweight. Um, like throughout primary school, secondary school, I was always bigger. I was never a slim girl. So my weight was kind of always an issue for me. And I slowly started, obviously, growing up as a girl, I was on social media and you slowly start to compare yourself to people online and even people that you're surrounded by so for me at such a young age I really started to focus on just wanting to be thinner and I thought if I became thinner then all my problems would go away you know I I had this mentality of if I got thinner then I would be happy and that was the mentality that I had for a long time and I've done Slimming World. I think I, I think I got my mum to take me to Slimming World with her when I was maybe 12 or 13. So even from that young age, I've been introduced to diet culture and focusing on my weight from such a young age. And I think that probably led to 
my distorted eating patterns because it was disrupted from such a young age. So I went through teenage years up and down with my weight doing crash diets, you know, the usual, I would lose some weight and then I'd gain it all back. And then I got into my like early adult years, um, 18, 19, and I developed binge eating like really badly. And I, I, I was able to differentiate between when I was overeating and what a binge felt like. And then I got to, I was 20, 21, and I had obviously just a moment of realisation where I was unhappy within myself. I knew I was binge eating. I knew there was a deeper route to my waking, to the problems that I was facing. And I just thought, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it right. And it's kind of when I started researching, I, I started following the right type of people on social media, people that had their audience's best interest at heart. And yeah, I went, done my research and I started calorie counting, working out, lifting weights and just didn't put a, didn't put a number to the goal or didn't have a, a specific goal in mind. I just wanted to feel better. And with that came my weight loss and I kind of got more familiar with what I needed to do. And yeah, that's kind of where I got to now. That's amazing. And there's a lot there that I'm going to go back through if that's okay. Yeah. But the fact, how old are you now, if I can ask, Therese? I'm 21. You're 21 now. So really, it has been in the last two years that you've had that realisation yeah, and, and found that way. But up until that point, so, you know, like you say, going through your teenage years, it was a struggle. And you tried, you know, various diets, developing binge eating as well. It's, yeah. I can imagine as a teenager having to deal with all of that, on top of all the other normal things teenagers have to deal with. Yeah. that was very difficult for you looking back at that do you think that it impacted you know self-esteem confidence in quite a big way for you yeah absolutely I mean looking back now I that's why I always say because I, I do a lot of mindset and inner work and I always feel kind of sad for the way that I treated myself when I was a teenager because you're just a kid and you don't deserve to feel like any type of way about your body and you're just kind of growing up and you're figuring things out but yeah like my confidence and my self-esteem was really really low you know like I hated getting pictures taken beside my friends I would get really bad anxiety like if me and my friends were going on a night out and I had to show my legs because you know everyone had skinnier legs than me it's just all these little things that you shouldn't really have to think about when you're a child but that's all I could think about you know so yeah that definitely was a big issue and is it, so things like that you've you've mentioned and I'm sure to some extent this has happened to me as well but specifically you said like being female wearing skirts showing your legs this is something another guest had said as well that she was she got known for um, being the girl who always wore her jacket because she didn't like her arms and didn't like showing her arms so she'd wear a jacket even you know in a, in a nightclub anywhere she went just so that she could avoid yeah. doing that and that in itself it, it creates anxiety it creates worry and like you say, you can even find yourself avoiding social situations because of that. And being yeah. almost half my age, um, which makes me feel bloody old, if I'm honest with you, uh, <laughs> in a time in which social media f- camera phones were already uh, just a part of growing up. You know, I, I was 16 when the first phones were coming out and they definitely weren't camera phones. I can tell you that much. We used to sit there looking at each other's yeah. ringtones. That's about as, as advanced as they were. <laughs> but 
now as a teenager with camera phones and just everything being online, being shared, that culture, what kind of pressure does that give to a teenager? Yeah, um, I think that's why partly what I do now as well on social media, but definitely back then you're comparing yourself and it's it's not as if you can help yourself because at that age you don't really know any different, but you're comparing yourself to to fakeness and things that aren't real, especially back then. I think social media has definitely gone down a, a better route from what I've seen, like when I was a teenager compared to what it is now. There is a lot more realness and people being open, but back then it was heavy editing and you know things that just aren't realistic and you're sat there as a 14 15 16 year old girl whatever it is comparing yourself to these beautiful models and you just it can just make you feel really crap just put that's that's how I can put it plain and simple you're comparing yourself to like fakeness online and as a little girl sitting in in your room you don't want to feel like that nor nor do you deserve to feel like that and I think that's where the downfalls can come with social media as well and especially when you're so young you you're still a sponge nearly and you absorb everything and you don't have the knowledge and awareness to know these things so you do think it's real and I think that's where it can it can have an effect I also think as well like you've explained that really really well how it impacts you individually but then we have to remember that everyone around you at the same age is being impacted in that same way so not only does it change the way you feel about yourself but it also changes the way you look at other people in most cases because everything becomes distorted the whole the the benchmark the the reality isn't the truth because everybody is surrounded like you said by these beautiful models who have you know made a career from looking a certain way and then trying to sell it to you that this is what is normal or what everybody can have easily if they follow X, Y, and yeah. Z, which usually involves spending money. But I think definitely there's much more of this being called out now. There's a lot more people yeah. like yourself who have real accounts and are willing to say, hang on a second, you know, this is what I do. This is my progression. This is my journey. This is what I'm achieving. And that's amazing in itself. Yeah. Don't buy in to the fakeness that exists and it's such a powerful message and such an important one and i mean it goes from everything from large designer brands who now have plus size models and make you know their marketing is much more accepting and of real people than as it was yeah. still a long way to go i think because ultimately they, they yeah. have this vision of what sells and they they still follow that but at the same time the work that's being done to be more realistic, I think is very important. And you touched yeah. as well, Therese, on binge eating there. And, and one of the posts I've read on your Instagram was talking about how when you were binge eating, you would eat to the point where you felt sick or couldn't move just from consuming yeah. so much food. And is that something that was a, a in direct connection to certain feelings or things that were happening around you that, that made you turn to that? Or was it just sporadic and irregular um I I think it was a bit of both to be honest um and it only kind of developed when I got older and I was old enough to kind of you know be independent get in my car and go and buy the food myself I don't think it it, I I always would have maybe over ate but binging to the extent of where I felt physically like sick in my own bed and I couldn't move 
that was when I kind of realized that it was that was a binge for me instead of overeating and that's going to look different for everybody I was able to know and recognize my own differences but it definitely came from if I was feeling a certain way or maybe something had happened or someone had maybe said something to me um like a snide comment that would that would stem from that it would lead from that or it could just be a sporadic decision it wouldn't necessarily something necessarily wouldn't have needed to happen but I could have just basically went on one and that for me it was confusing and I nearly got annoyed at myself when something hadn't happened because I would then think well it's just happening now irregular and nothing has even happened to lead me to do this so like what's going on and it was just then for me kind of recognizing that like the problem and trying to overcome it so yeah I think a bit of both um but definitely when I was in the midst of binging it it would have came from if people had have said something to me and it was definitely more of an emotional thing for me and I know it does manifest for people in different ways myself I, I wouldn't say that I've suffered regularly from binge eating but when I look back at some moments sometimes it stems from anxiety sometimes mm-hmm. from boredom and yeah. sometimes it, like you say it doesn't doesn't seem to be a reason for it you just kind of go and grab something to eat and grab something else to eat and you're not even really hungry and for, for me personally it seemed to be like just before going to bed when I wasn't even hungry and I'd find myself like why am I eating all of these things if I'm just going to go to bed and go to sleep uh, but it just yeah it can become a habit and then that habit becomes hard to break. And then I think once the habit is there, regardless of how you're feeling at that moment, it has to be fulfilled because that's what you do. And it's, yeah. it's almost, you know, just people who smoke, having a cigarette first thing in the morning is not necessarily because you probably want or need a cigarette. It's because that's your habit. That's what you do. Habit. And I think yeah. that emotional eating can be emotional, but it also can be habit forming and that comes from that side yeah. and breaking that cycle that's something you know that, that requires work and weight loss in itself as, as we mentioned before we started recording that's one part of improvement but to have sustainable weight loss you have to understand what's going on internally as well and that change of mindset and yeah. that's something that you focus on heavily and you know through your social media through your content creation you help other people to do that as well which i think is amazing and so before yeah. we get to that, if we can, Therese, tell me about that moment where you had that realization and you said something has to change. You said that you were nearly 21. What were the first steps for you? And why do you think compared to previous attempts, something was different about this time? So I don't think I'd mentioned to you, I was along with my binge eating. I was heavily drinking as well. Um, I'd go as far as saying I was binge drinking as well and obviously coming where I come from in Ireland like it's no big deal if you drink a lot you know it's our culture drinking is totally normal like I said I had like low self-esteem and low self-confidence I found that when I was allowed to drink and given the opportunity to drink I needed like that alcohol in social settings I needed to feel confident so at that time it was around two years ago I think now Christmas time and obviously that time of the year there's lots of food there's lots of drink there's parties and 
I was on a night out and I had just, I had drank so much, I had ate so much and I was, not to be TMI, but I was in the bathroom being sick and I just remember being on the floor and thinking, this is not you and this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be this person that physically being sick, like on a night out with my friends, I don't want to be here feeling so unhappy and so annoyed at myself, you know, when you're out and you're in a situation that you're not even enjoying it because I'm sitting there thinking about how much I dislike my body, how much I dislike what I'm doing. And whenever I was feeding my body bad food, well, not bad foods, there's no good or bad foods, but a continuous bad diet and this alcohol, I just felt horrible. And I just thought I had that one night and I just thought if, if I'm going to do this, something has to change now because it was just going to keep spiraling. And I, and I didn't want to end up in a, worse position that I already was so that was kind of like a little bit of a light bulb moment it didn't obviously all go uphill from there like I always say progress is never linear and I didn't just snap out of it the next day but that was kind of the moment of you need to you need to get yourself together here and I think as well you have to take the accountability at some point because I'm a big believer in you're the only one that's going to do it and nobody's going to come and do it for you and you can't you can't continue to pass blame to people and use the reasonings for why you are the way you are rather than taking responsibility and saying this has happened to me I am this way and if I want to make a change I'm going to make a change so yeah that was that was my light bulb moment. That's fantastic in terms of having that realization I think obviously important and has changed your life completely at the same time sad and, and difficult to have to reach rock bottom to be able to to have that moment of realization and not only that touching on the alcohol side of things for a moment that in itself can create that vicious cycle in that after you've been drinking you have worse habits dealing with a hangover not feeling like eating something healthy and nutritious but needing something to soak up all the alcohol and just being in that constant whirlwind of one kind of lending itself to the other but at the same time being yeah. unhappy the whole journey that like you said, being on a night out, but being more concerned about your unhappiness with yourself and having a good time and not really being able to. And that in itself would probably yeah. lead to more drinking or more eating because if you have an emotional connection or avoidance in terms of wanting to just escape from that feeling. Yeah. It's a, it's a vicious cycle when they're all like interconnected, you of know, course, of course. Yeah. So that was the, the trigger moment for you to start making changes and having tried Slimming World and various other methods to lose weight with some success, what made you decide this time to look at calorie counting and lifting weights and working on your mindset as opposed to a process that you could just easily follow and, and have you know written out for you and told exactly what to do step by step? Yeah, I think going back to it in that moment, having that realization, I was aware that obviously these things like Slim and World and Weight Watchers or these crash diets, they're clearly not working for me anyway. I said to myself, they're clearly not working and surely there has to be a more sustainable way. There has to be something I can do that this journey doesn't have to be miserable because I think I had the idea in my head my whole life that if I was to lose weight it was going to be really difficult and I was going to be miserable and it was going to be something that was really hard to do but whenever I got to my goal then I would be happy and 
it would all be okay. Whereas I think I now have the understanding that whenever you decide to lose weight, it's actually not just weight loss, you're changing your whole lifestyle. So this is a lifestyle now. It's not just the, I've always said it, it's like weight loss is never going to be a 12 week program that you lose your weight and then it's okay, we can go back to the way that we normally eat. That's not what happens. This is a, a lifestyle and a choice. So I kind of started just researching a little bit more and looking at personal trainers and content creators that I kind of felt aligned with. And I would hear some things on maybe TikTok or Instagram of, you know, you can kind of calorie count and still eat what you want, but just in a more controlled way. And I was thinking, okay, like this sounds like something I could do. So I kind of slowly started training myself how to do it. You know, I wasn't perfect right away. I made a lot of mistakes and over my calories some days, really under my calories some days, whatever it might be. But it was a learning curve and something that I really started to enjoy. And then the weightlifting was something I was heart afraid of lifting because my whole life it was ingrained that if I lift weights I'm gonna get even bigger looking you know being an overweight or like chubbier girl I always thought if I lift weights I'm just gonna look bulkier so then doing again my own knowledge and my own research that that wasn't gonna be the case and it was actually gonna help my physique my body recomposition and when I started seeing the changes I just genuinely fell in love and I was nearly shocked at what the human body is capable of and the changes that I was able to make. So yeah, I think that was what made it sustainable this time and also seeing the results myself because I've been on weight loss journey before where I've lost weight but I've never actually seen the change. So when I started seeing like my body recomp and you know, my clothes maybe started to fit, I was thinking that was kind of another driving force to keep me going and keep me motivated. Something about that and if I can ask you just quite openly because it's something that I think happens to a lot of people did you at some stage before starting this just kind of accept that that was your body shape but it was not possible to change your physique by going to the gym obviously you had concerns that you could become bulkier by by lifting weights but did you ever have any expectation that you could could have a the figure that you wanted or like the figure that I'm trying to be careful with how I use my words here because I don't want to pigeonhole it, but uh, a feminine figure in, in a way that you looked at yourself and thought, wow, that's achievable. You Was there a moment before you actually realized or thought that that would ever be possible? No. And interesting you say that. I think I had been overweight for so long that I was kind of getting fed up with it. And I just thought, you know what, this is, this is the way I'm going to be. Like, I'm always just going to be a bigger girl. I'm always going to be curvier. And let me just accept that for what it is and try and basically fake my confidence in that sense. So knowing and understanding that me trying to push myself and to try and accept myself for something that I wasn't happy with, I definitely done that. And then I think when I did start lifting weights I never really had an expectation of what I wanted to look like because I didn't really have the understanding to be honest I just started lifting weights because it made me feel good and it was an it was a form of exercise that I actually enjoyed and then with that came more research and stuff and then I was able to understand that I can actually change my physique and I can body recomp but it goes back to having the knowledge and understanding because like like we said a lot of people are uneducated on what to do and how to do it. 
Of course, of course. And I think you said it better than I did, actually, because I, I don't want to put across what I feel that people who are heavier are less feminine looking. I, I don't, that's not what I meant at all. But just in terms yeah, of yeah, the no, physique, of a more muscular physique, but, but ultimately one that you were happy with. And I think it's very difficult to imagine that that's possible if you've been used to looking a certain way for as many years you have. Yeah. The same thing happened to me. Like 100% can tell you that two years ago, I thought I didn't have abs. I just didn't think they existed. I, I just didn't think that yes. it would ever be possible to see them until I started working in the gym, doing calorie tracking, working on my macronutrients yeah. and believed it. And it, again, it's something that I think that a lot of people refuse to believe even when it's there because of body dysmorphia, because of that, that feeling that so hard to shake. And it goes back to mindset and working on that, which again, the yeah. physical side is one thing, but being accepting of yourself as you progress and being able to yeah. make that sustainable is something else. And I think what you have done in this journey, you have gone on just by looking at your Instagram and, and hearing about the way you speak about it, it's done in such a genuine way that anybody who wants to lose weight, anybody who wants to start lifting weights, but has worries or concerns, they should look at your content because you're living proof that it's possible. And I would say with respect as well, you've, you've come from quite a dark place in terms of how you felt about yourself and the way you were treating your body in terms of binge eating and not looking after yourself or looking out for yourself in a healthy way, yeah. but have completely turned it around. And at such a young age as well, that you, you yeah. said that so many people, you, you yourself had almost got used to the idea that this is how I'm going to look. And I think even what you said there on accepting yourself as well, I there was a time in my life that I would have give an arm and a leg to look the way that I look now because I never thought it was possible. And even though I'm at this point now, like you just said, with body dysmorphia, I still get days where I, you know, I can't stand the way I look and that is my body dysmorphia and that's from past experiences. So being okay with yourself at every stage of the journey is so important because you have to love and accept at every stage that that version of you will get you through. Like I have nothing but love and respect for that version of me that was overweight and was binge drinking and binge eating because she was actually the version that got me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I like what you said on that front of accepting yourself at every, at every point. And let's look at that in a bit more detail if we can regarding mindset, because that's obviously something you've done a lot of work on, but for a lot of people is the hardest thing to access or understand or make changes with. So what did you do as part of your journey, Therese, to improve your mindset, change the internal dialogue and way you viewed yourself? What kind of action did you take regarding that? Yeah, I started with, you know, the typical like researching on YouTube and reading like a, a personal development book. And I got an understanding of it's it's your mind over everything, like your mind has control over absolutely everything. Like there's there's nothing else really in this world that I can control except for my mind and my own thoughts. And I fell in love with the idea of that, that I'm actually in control. I just started doing things that made me feel good. And the way my, obviously my internal dialogue beforehand was very negative and self-destructive, like the way I would have spoke to myself and just asking them them simple questions like would you speak to your friend like this and the answer is always going to be no 
so why would you speak to yourself like that and it's something that I connect with so many people on is that they they bash themselves and I'm guilty of it too we were our biggest critics and for what like life will be so much easier whenever you can just drop your ego and drop your pride and just be nice to yourself because life is so hard like there's so many things people struggle and deal with every day without you being mean to yourself on top of that so just little things like I started watching the way that I would speak to myself my inner thoughts I started doing a lot of journaling a lot of um writing getting my thoughts out and onto paper even if it was a negative thought a happy thought a sad thought whatever it might be get it down onto a page and then reading back on it and thinking okay like this is what's going on today and I'm also a big believer in visualization and manifestation I'm big into that there and just genuinely working on my mindset every day and trying to trying to be as positive as I can in in every aspect but like you said I think that's something people don't realize with a weight loss journey or a fitness journey if your mind doesn't come along with it I mean you're going to be in that vicious circle of starting and stopping your mind has to come along with you and it's going to be the forefront of what keeps you going because even in terms of discipline like that's what's going to keep you going it's not your motivation your mind will rule absolutely everything so you have to be putting the work into it as much as you put work into the gym or your meal prep you know you have to take that are out of your day every day to just do something for your mind Mm -hmm. and ultimately i think is it's not for motivation that builds a consistency it's for discipline that builds a consistency and on the days where you can't be bothered or you might wake up feeling you know i'll miss it today is that discipline that carries you through and that's something that i'm developing at the moment and learning because i don't think i really had that level of discipline before in previous attempts to either lose weight or go to the gym or care about my diet. And that's something that's changing. But I mean, you've just touched on so many important ways of, of improving your mental health there. And I, I'm going to probably have missed at least two or three of them, but journaling being one of them. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite one. So yeah, journaling. I've always said it. It's journaling. I've, I speak on my Instagram about it all the time. Journaling has just it's probably saved my life in ways I didn't even know because being able to be intact with what's actually going on in your mind is it's incredible in ways that you don't even know or understand you know and the thing as well with journaling is it really is such a personal thing that it really is as simple as picking up a pen getting a piece of paper and just you'd amaze yourself at what comes out when you start writing and with practice, I think you you fine tune it and you learn to understand your feelings better. But it is such a simple task that anybody can do, but can provide so much reward. But I would encourage anybody, even not waiting till a moment where you feel down, especially not waiting until a moment where you feel down. Even if you feel amazing, write about that, but journal yeah. and just, just read it back to yourself. You'd be amazed at what comes out because it's, a, I think, the most honest form of conversation that you can have and it's personal it's with yourself and you can rip it up into a hundred pieces and throw it in the bin afterwards if you wish to just to make sure you know you've got that confidence no one else will read it but yeah you'll never get a more honest conversation with one that you have with yourself like that when you're writing it down it's it's some form of for me anyway it's like some form of therapy and even like I said I I started journaling even in the midst of 
binging as well and I would write down what had maybe happened that day or what was going on and then through that I was able to kind of go back and see if there was a pattern and understand that okay certain things are triggering me certain people are triggering me and the fact that I had them things written down I could go back on and reflect on and obviously now just it's it's obviously journaling is a habit for me and I love to do it it doesn't feel like a chore and yeah it's just whether you're happy or you're sad it's just nice to string your thoughts together onto a piece of paper and be able to reflect on everything in your life it doesn't necessarily have to be about weight loss or even fitness just generally how you're feeling and it can help in so many ways more ways than one completely agree with you you mentioned as well visualization manifestation and this is something again that I think can help break that cycle of the way you see yourself by visualizing a better version of you and it helps you just by visualizing it and you know I've read a lot about how sports professionals do this visualize you know the famous one is is Michael Jordan who would throw an imaginary ball into a net time after time again visualizing the ball going in and scoring points and perfecting that in his head, which would lead to a better result in his games. In the same way that if you visualize yourself improving in the gym, eating better, looking better, feeling better, it's, I think, a great way, again, to break that cycle of that negative self-talk and being aware of that negative self-talk. So the next time that you do have that moment where you start to bash yourself, like you said, you can break that cycle and have another option you've got another tool there that's something else other than a negative reaction to the way that you're feeling in that moment which I think is is massive yeah and also one that I don't believe you mentioned but I I read about and thought was very powerful was environment changing your environment and I think you linked it more to to binge eating if I'm correct but in in moments where you're feeling down in moments where you're not happy could be binge eating or just not in a good place how important to you has changing your environment been oh my god change totally changed my life even even my move to London totally changed everything for me it changed my fitness journey it changed my career everything like that there but even in terms of my my binging like I said your environment where I felt most comfortable and where I would have binged was obviously my my bedroom at home um I had snacks, you know, I had whatever it was I was going to eat. And that was my little comfort space. That was my my bubble. And I could just go in and close the door. And I nearly knew what was coming on. But when I started getting them urges and recognising it, I thought if I can remove myself from this environment, then it's less likely to happen. Let me just go and just like speak to somebody real quick or... Uh, take myself off on a walk because if I might walk in then I can give the urges a chance to pass they mightn't go away or they might but at least if I take myself and remove myself from that environment of where it's most likely to happen then at least I have a chance do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and you're taking control of a situation even if the end result may on some occasions still be the same you're owning it you're taking control you're recognizing it rather than just saying, okay, this is going to happen now. I'm just going to allow it to happen. You're taking action. And I think that's such an important first step for anybody who finds themselves in this situation. I'm not saying that everyone needs to move to London to improve their environment, (laughs) you know. But um, (laughs) what I do think, like you said, using your bedroom as the example, anybody who does suffer from 
any kind of emotional eating and wants to break that cycle, look at where it happens, when it happens. It doesn't even necessarily need to be connected to the trigger that causes it. But if you can remove that or change something about that in your environment or find some kind of counteraction to give yourself a chance, I think it is about taking control and it's a very important first step. And like you said, it may not always result in a a win. You may get home and raid the cupboards. Yeah. But there's always that chance that next time you won't. Yeah. And at least you've tried. I I think that's something as well. I'd always say at least you're trying. And if it's just one one step better or one percent better than the last time, then that's progress. You you summed it up perfectly. Another thing I'd like to just touch on if I could, because it's something we don't talk about much on the podcast is calorie counting and tracking macronutrients, because I do it myself and have found it to be for me, the most sustainable and successful method of owning my diet, being accountable for what I eat and understanding what I eat to get a certain result, be it in a moment where I'm intentionally trying to gain weight to bulk. If I'm trying to lose weight, I feel like I'm in control at every stage and understand everything that will happen as a result of what I eat in a day. And that takes time. But how did you find the beginnings? You said you made mistakes. You said it wasn't very easy with, you know, hitting the right amount of calories. And for anyone that's listening that isn't familiar with calorie counting, you're basically understanding what your body needs on a daily basis to stay exactly the same weight. And once you have that as your benchmark, you can either choose to eat a higher amount of calories or a lower amount of calories. Now, the calorie surplus eating a higher amount will result in weight gain Mm -hmm. and a deficit eating below that amount of calories your body needs on a daily basis to function will result in you losing weight. Now we could get more technical and talk about lots of different things that impact that, but for the sake of this podcast and today as an introduction to, to calorie counting by counting those calories in the foods that you eat, you are able to determine whether you're eating above or below that body's level it it needs. So to lose weight, to be in a deficit, you need to eat below that. So you set usually a target amount and you can make that up with what's known as macronutrients. So protein, carbohydrates, and fat as various percentages, depending on your goals, but also just to make sure your body's getting everything it needs. Yeah. But going back to my original question, how did you find, I I guess if we just focus on the actual calorie total itself, how did you find it having a certain amount of calories that you could eat in a day and trying to make them last throughout the day. How did you manage that in terms of planning and, and actual execution of that? Yeah. Um, going back. So I've been aware of calorie counting for about two years now, and it can be a very slippery slope calorie counting for people that come from emotional eating or disordered eating because you're going then into again controlling your eating so I know for me at the beginning like maybe two years ago I became aware of it but it kind of went the the opposite way I was too consumed with calories do you know what I mean I was I was right down to the like to the t if I went a few calories over I would like be freaking out and thinking that I was going to gain weight. I, again, it wasn't having the knowledge and understanding. I can see why calorie counting won't be everyone's preferred method. But for me, whenever I did kind of grasp and understand what I needed to know about it, I, I love it because for me, it's 
a set number every day. I know what I'm getting. I know my protein and it's just second nature to me now. I know it can be a bit tedious at the beginning. You know, you're weighing things, you're you're using apps and you're not really, for me, I didn't really know what I was doing a lot of the time. I just kind of was winging it. But obviously to me now, I've been doing it for so long. Like we said, it's just a habit. It's a way of life now for me. And I think even when I'm, when I'm sitting at maintenance, I still track. But my transition into it was, it was hard, but I figured out my routine when I was working, when I, when I'm hungry and learning to mealtime. Um, if you know what I mean, like eating at the same time every day massively helped me. And I know that's not going to be sustainable for everybody because everyone's schedule is not the same. But for me, I have a pretty regular routine. So knowing how many calories I'm eating in the morning, in the afternoon and in the evening time. And then I still love a little snack. So I always save some calories for that because I'll never restrict myself. So yeah, the the transition of it was it was hard in a sense of getting to know a totally new world because obviously I'd came from a background of slimming world where you can eat, you know, ample amount of carbohydrates and then certain foods are sinful and then going into this where I could kind of eat everything. It was a new transition. It was hard, but something that I learned to really enjoy. Brilliant. And I'm sitting here nodding my head because I relate to that completely for me, it was quite difficult to the point where the easiest way I found of actually getting into it was eating a lot of the same foods and I would batch cook and split it up. And it was the easiest way to know exactly, you know, rather than making one individual meal and and having to worry about how many calories it was, I knew if I made enough and then divided it by five, I would have five portions of the same. And I would quite honestly probably have that for for lunch and dinner over the next two days. And it was repetitive. And I realized quite soon, but to make it sustainable, there had to be more variety. Yeah. And that's something that comes with it. And it is something that takes time to adjust to. And you don't have to be exact. And for anyone listening who's interested in this, you don't have to be within one calorie every day or you know, even 10 calories, because ultimately all you're doing is really building information to say, okay, this is what I ate today. This is how many calories it was. And this is the result a week later. And you use yeah. that and say, okay, maybe I'll eat the same, but I'm going to increase the amount of steps that I've done, or I'll go to the gym and do a cardio session. There's so many ways around it, but once you get past, if you can just get past that initial learning curve and not be put off by that, I really yeah. feel and believe from the results I've had myself that this is a way that you can live your life. And to the point where you can even know the portions without weighing them to a certain extent. Exactly. That's what I was just going to touch on. I think people think that it's a forever thing. Whenever you actually calorie count for like a month or two, you become aware of portion sizes and how many calories are in this and that and it becomes a lot easier like you know I've been on this on this journey probably sustainably now for 10 months and I haven't tracked every single day or every single week you're aware you have the the knowledge on how to eat sustainably without tracking every single day of course and not only that you can always reel it back in a little bit if you feel yourself starting to go off track and and one of the things that for me mozzarella cheese I absolutely love cheese I put it on everything okay (laughs) And I know that, you know, most portions when I'm eating my meals, I usually stick to around 30 grams of mozzarella cheese and that's fine. But if I don't weigh it, I can guarantee I'll put probably 33, 34, 35 grams. So every now and again, I have to start weighing it again because I know my handfuls have got bigger and bigger Yeah. <laughs> just because I enjoy it so much. But at the same time, I'm still conscious of the fact that I'm not just free pouring 
half a bag of cheese on my food because yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm still thinking about the calories and the impact that has. And there are so many things people can do there. And ultimately people think, oh, that's complicated. There's so many things, you know, I'm, I've got to learn the calories of every food. Ultimately, I think we eat between 15 and 20 meals in our lifetime on a regular basis. It's not much more than that. So mm -hmm. if you can learn those 15 to 20 meals or even 10 meals and what they do and the impact they have on your body and the portions for them, the rest, it just, it just, it's on repeat without yeah. even having to worry about it. So thank you, Therese, for, for sharing that about the calorie counting side of things, because like I said, we don't talk about it much and having done it myself and doing it myself, I truly believe it's, it's a great way, but ultimately, again, it comes down to whatever works for people. I've seen people have amazing success with Slimming World, yeah. amazing success with Weight Watchers, and it is whatever works for you, as long as you, again, take into consideration that it isn't just about the weight loss. It's about the, the mindset and inner journey as well, which is so important. Yes. Before we run out of time, Therese, I'd love to ask, on top of all of the advice you've already given and, and pearls of wisdom throughout this conversation, is there anything specifically you'd like to share with the audience in terms of advice or inspiration for them? Um, I think my message is always just take it one day at a time. I think if, it, if we're speaking on a weight loss perspective here, which we are, I always say to people like you don't gain weight overnight. So it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to diet for two months and have your ideal physique. So just get okay with knowing that it's going to take longer than what you expect and that's why you should fall in love with your journey and that's why you should be doing something that you enjoy because it's going to take time so following a program whether that be calorie counting slimming word whatever it might be for you and finding exercise that you enjoy it's just going to make your life 10 times easier and just go easy on yourself with weight loss because I know it's a hard process it's a, an emotional process and you know, let yourself have the down days, let yourself overeat for a couple of days. It's not going to ruin your progress. Just breathe and get back on track. You know, you've got time. I think that's, I, I take a very neutral approach to it and just knowing and understanding that you can always get, get back to it. Like you don't have to beat yourself up over anything. That's great because those days will come. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Rather than beating yourself up over them, recognizing them, acknowledge them, let the feelings sit there and and just consider how it feels and and they they go they do fade away and then yeah. you can be ready to get back onto it i was going to end with questions there actually i just want to ask you if you had to sum up how your life has changed Therese, from from the journey that you started in the last one and two years to now how would you explain that you know i i don't even have i don't even have one one word for it my everything about my life has just completely changed like a complete 360 my whole outlook on life my my mindset my goals in terms of my career I don't think I would have I would have found the love for fitness if I hadn't have went on this journey you know I'm training to be a personal trainer now I want to help people I want to impact people and help people that have you know struggled with the same things that I have um just everything about about my life feels better and I'm not saying that you have to lose weight in order for your life to change that's not what I'm getting at but for me my weight loss along with my love for working out has totally changed my life and even just my my health like I'm 
I'm healthier. I can, I always say on my Instagram, I can walk off stage now without being out of breath and it feels great. It feels great to be able to go running and it feels great to be able to look at myself and be proud of what I've done and just have a self, like a sense of achievement and just knowing that I had the discipline to do what I done. It makes me really proud and yeah, I'm just... I'm really happy with where I'm at and really happy with with my life and I I thank God every day for where I'm at and where I'm going so yeah. You said the word proud there and I think that you 100% deserve to feel proud of what you've achieved and again as I said especially being so young I think so many people and probably a number of people listening to this didn't take the opportunity in their early 20s and maybe in their 30s their 40s their 50s now still thinking you know I never did take that opportunity and maybe it's too late but it's not at whatever no. age you're at it's really not and I guess I just want to say don't ever write yourself off don't think that it's impossible for you it doesn't matter how many times you've tried it doesn't matter how many times you've failed there is that possibility to do it and make progress one step at a time yeah, and you just have absolutely. to find the right way to do it I would say follow Therese for sure because her content is amazing in terms of everything she shares, the motivation that she gives and just talks about the real life situations that she's been through. You've been through, Therese, sorry. <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. I'm talking to you at the same time. I don't know which way to look. Um, but I just think it's such an important message and I'm very proud to have all of my guests on the show and I absolutely love hearing their success stories. But I just think you have got a platform that is only going to get bigger in terms of the help that you can give people. Like you said, you're just training to be a personal trainer at the moment and a coach. I think you've, your personality just shines and it's something you can tell that you've been through it yourself and you are absolutely the person to help others. And oh, I wish you, you every success on that. Where can people find you? now because I'm sure everyone who's listened to this needs to go and follow you now on either TikTok or on Instagram and and uh, get to know more about your journey yeah TikTok and Instagram my Instagram is just my name Trez O'Callaghan and my TikTok is Trez O-C-R so perfect and as always there'll be links there for people to follow you and genuinely it's been a pleasure speaking to you today Trez and thank you for becoming our latest weight loss warrior yes thank you so much for having me Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram, where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.